with you, 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 always with you. Welcome to With You, a podcast meant to share the stories of women across the rugby community, to highlight our connections and our growth, and to delight in a good belly laugh whenever we can. I'm Suze, my pronouns are she, her, and I'll be your host. Hello, rugby fam. Welcome back for another episode of With You. I'm living my best life on vacation right now on the back porch of a beach house in Chincoteague Island, Virginia, listening to the breeze and the birds soaking up the sun. And, you know, besides that announcement, I really really appreciate y'all being here. So it's been wonderful to get through this. You're here on 22, episode 22, the penultimate, because I'm a nerd, the penultimate episode of this season, and it's a treat here. So if you remember back to the a lot of the beginning episodes, there was a huge shout out to Lauren and Allie for spreading my Google form around and getting so many of y'all on as participants. And now this episode, you get to hear Lauren's rugby origin story. Just her and I, a couple of Leo sons chatting about everything. I mean, it's cool the depth and range of experience Lauren has had in the rugby community and how grateful she is to where she's come from. And and this is a big sentiment in there about choosing to make ourselves uncomfortable and growing through that. So I think that's one of the big takeaways, as well as creating environments to support one another's growth so whether that be for us as individuals or as we do it for our teammates or programs that we start so hope you really enjoy this one thanks so much for being here thanks for being through this whole season and uh i hope you enjoy hey hi yeah we're here how are you? I'm so I'm so excited for this conversation. <laughs> Me too. I feel like I've been listening to them all and knowing some familiar faces and like learning about mm-hmm. new people's stories and it's just all been so exciting. Good. I'm glad you're enjoying it. I'm also just like need to take a moment of gratitude right now because you are one of the reasons that so I've gotten to talk to so many people from across the country. Like, thank you so much for sharing with your communities and like bringing people to this space. Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, like, this was such a great idea. And I think it's brought so much connection through like a time of isolation. And Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just been so fun to listen to the stories and remember like, what that rugby community felt like. Yeah, yeah, so happy to have shared it. Thank you. Thank you so much. So I have to say welcome to with you, Lauren. I love having you here. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. And to hear about your story. So before you tell me how you found rugby, what are your pronouns? Uh, my pronouns are she, her. Thanks. Now, how did you find rugby? So um, when I graduated high school, I did my first year of college um, at a school near home. So I was commuting and I had played soccer growing up and like in high school and mm-hmm. I got to college and I was like missing that community like feel and like playing a sport and having something, you know, like that structure to my day. Yeah. So, I just had thought of a sport I'd never seen played before and texted Um, a friend and was like, do you know anybody who plays rugby? And she was like, yeah, you know, this girl, her name is X, um, plays, you can reach out to her and whatnot. So I texted X and she's like, yeah, just come on out to a game. mm -hmm. And so that following Saturday, I took my sister and we went to this game and the girl that I went to go watch X um, was like, on the field and within 10 minutes of us being there she like broke her ankle and (gasps) my sister my sister looks at me and is like you really want to play this sport and I was like absolutely yeah Yeah, so I I hung around watched the game got to meet some of the girls and then I went to training on Tuesday oh just like that I love that you weren't scared off Oh my gosh, no, it was so exhilarating to watch. I was like, mm-hmm. they're just hitting each other without the pads. And yeah, oh my gosh, it just looked so fun. And the, mm-hmm. the first team I played for, the one I went out to watch, the Will County Morgans, you know, they're just 
they are the definition of like a family. And so I yeah. got that vibe the second I was out watching that game and I didn't even know anybody. So I was like, why not <sighs> give this a try? <laughs> I love that. There's this like bubble of inclusion and love around rugby where you like, it's also just so crazy. Most people out there in the regular world are like, you play rugby, but you guys don't use any pads. Like, don't you get hurt? And you're like, no, it's fine. Actually. Like we got it. We have to yeah. and like, we care. I think part of it is too. We don't want to just throw, we don't care about our bodies and other people's bodies who are playing. So we don't want to like throw ourselves around real crazy, you know? Yeah, I think there's just, like, this level of respect and, like, for the game and for your teammates and your opponents that, like, you're not going out there to hurt somebody. You're going out there to play this game that we all love and tackling Mm -hmm. is just a part of it. Mm -hmm. Like, the most fun part of it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So cool. Went to first game. That's that's different. Um, Wait, how did you... Had you just, like, obscurely heard of rugby before? Like, how did you first come to know the sport? Yeah, so I had never seen it played, but um, my high school actually had a program, um, Mm. but all I knew was it was the girls on Thursdays who would walk around with, like, the striped jerseys, and I was like, what do they play? Like, what is that? Um, But I was playing soccer all through high school, so I didn't really, you know, explore other sports too much, Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, so I just kind of knew what it was, and it just seemed like something I wanted to like learn more about. And yeah. I knew there was like some crossover with soccer. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'll at least, you know, give this a shot and, and see yeah. what happens. What was yeah. it like at practice? Were you overwhelmed or did you take right to it? Oh no. So the first practice, so I had watched that game and then I go to the, the training the following week and it was out in this middle of this grass field um, mm-hmm. with like high lines and, you know, there's, really not much around and everyone was so welcoming and like wanted me to like learn super fast and like just pick things up. So within like a day, I think one girl had offered to like have me come out to her house and do like one-on-one lessons, like just to learn how to tackle and pass the ball. And everybody just wanted to make sure I was like taken care of and, you know, comfortable with the team. So yeah, I mean, we went out and I just, picked it up and I had a really inclusive and supportive environment to do so. Oh, that's perfect. I love it. And especially to like being like college student and like going to a women's team, right? You went right to a women's yeah, club? Yeah, straight to mm-hmm. a women's team. Yeah. 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 And like how they are just probably so excited to have you around, right? Yeah. And like, I mean, I was somewhat athletic. So I think like there's a draw to like keep this kid coming around <laughs> but like I had no idea what I was doing so they yeah. were very patient with me and like just wanted me to learn yeah yeah it's perfect it's absolutely perfect and I imagine being a commuter in college it's kind of like it gave you something you were missing oh oh my gosh yeah like my and you know I'll we could get to it but my whole college experience was the Morgans and like D2 rugby like uh. because I eventually ended up after my first year transferring to Mm. DePaul. So that was in the city and I lived away from home and Mm. I didn't, and DePaul had a rugby team, but I didn't want to leave the Morgans and I commuted every weekend to go play for them. Um, And so that was my college experience was playing DC rugby with them. And Uh. I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world because I just had the memories and like the rugby and just the friends I made. Yeah. yeah, You can, Mm. can take that away. Yeah, that's real. Like you, you always have someone to be around that cares about you and that's going to like push you to be better. Like what more can you ask for? A hundred percent. Yeah, it's absolutely perfect. So I heard you used to have this nickname that you've grown (laughs) out of a bit, but Pinto dropped that one on me while we were recording and I was like, what? Lauren has a nickname? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I have tried very hard to get away from this nickname for a long Mm -hmm. time. But it's it's rookie. Um, uh-huh. And I think it's just because, like, when I came out to that practice, I was, like, you know, 18 on a women's team. I yeah. was, like, the only one there, really, who hadn't played college rugby or high school rugby or had some sort of rugby experience. Um, mm-hmm. And for a while, I was the only rookie at that time. And then more came. But then I was, like, the rookie. Um, wow. So that's my time when class I'm, of one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got, you know, as I got more mature, I got, uh, it shortened down to Rook at times. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, and I've had it. And so eventually when I would like 
go on to like captain the team and I was eventually the president of the club and stuff like yeah. that. I'd go to like the coin toss and I'd introduce myself as rookie and they'd be like, they sent a rookie to the coin toss. Like what? Yeah. But I was like, totally no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a rookie. I've been playing for a while now. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so perfect. Just like throw them off all the way. But <laughs> I love also how you just mentioned in there that you, you had that full club rugby experience too, like by, being on the e-board and, and moving up and becoming a captain, like a leader. Uh, yeah, I just, I had spent, I played seven years with the Morgans and I, I think it's just like, you know, kind of what you do, like you have to give back to the club if you want to see changes in it. And mm-hmm. um, I was super fortunate to have really great captains while I was there who wanted to see me step up into like those more leadership roles and yeah support me and so I got to get my first captain experience there and I love uh, it yeah yeah they supported you like from day one they're like hey we're gonna teach you how to do this and like and we're gonna like put you like we're gonna mold you and help you become bigger in your leadership abilities too and like not just your skills on the pitch it's perfect it's perfect yeah and even Mm -hmm. like you know my first experience with like the exec board I think my first job was like the match secretary and I was very supported there and then I got to take on more responsibilities and eventually be like the president and yeah. you just learn and appreciate so much more about the game from that lens than oh, you yeah. do just like on the player side of things because it's like so much work goes into it and mm-hmm. serious respect for everybody who steps into an exec board position. Yes, I will definitely second that. Also encourage everybody to do it. I think we've had quite a few people, quite a few guests on the show that express how valuable that time is spent too and like how humbling it is just the same way that you are but also how those kind like the tenacity and the resourcefulness you need as an administrator on a rugby club like com- completely can translate into your life in a real way outside oh, of rugby mm-hmm. yeah you gain so many skills that you can then apply you know to like your professional life or just even your relationships um mm-hmm. but yeah and you just have to have this level of like <laughs> passion and dedication for the club too because it at times can be a thankless job and yeah also really tiring Um, yeah for sure (laughs) for sure you get both sides of the coins on that one yeah yeah absolutely hey what did you what did you play when you first started out on the field um so it's actually funny my first game uh Pinto actually drove me or well I drove her rather we drive to this game and we get all the way to Indianapolis and we forgot the jerseys and (laughs) this is my first game and she's like the president and she's like Lauren we have to go to Walgreens and get t-shirts and I'm like okay yeah (laughs) and I'm like this is this is a little weird like my Mm -hmm. first game I'm like Mm -hmm. what do we do Mm -hmm. so we go to Walgreens and we just get like 15 white t-shirts and Mm -hmm. we bring them to the field and we're like this is what we're wearing well we also for everyone who's ever played D2 rugby and has had to struggle to find girls to play or travel to yep. away games. Yes, <laughs> I have. You've, I'm sure you've got that experience. Yes. Um, but we had like 13 girls and mm-hmm. um, they put me on the wing, but mm-hmm. um, we didn't have two wings at the time. So I was having to go back and forth between the sides and mm. the captain was like, I promise you, this is not how this normally goes. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> I just jumped into it with my white t-shirt on in my first game. And oh my gosh. Had an absolute blast. And um, I, so I started on the wing. And then within a season, I was playing outside center. So 13. Right into the back line. I can see yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Bit of a runner you are, huh? And Yeah. So when you were saying the tackling is your favorite part, I'm like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nope. That's fine. We we all have our skills. I guess coming from a so- like a soccer back- background, of course, give, I feel like soccer players easily transfer into the back line so much. Yeah, I think it's just like that field awareness. Like I like to mm. be able to see everything um, because that's in soccer. That's what I had to do. So. Yeah. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Really but have respect for every forward. And those that love the contact area, um, (laughs) I wish I did. (laughs) And I'm still (laughs) trying every single day. (laughs) That's okay. You motivate yourself. I think think you've been pretty successful so far. (laughs) 
<laughs> so what do you, um, how did you get this seven years playing with the County Morgans, right? How did you yeah. get this, how, where'd you get this urge, like this push within you to find a different type of rugby? Sure. So I think it was the fall of maybe 2017 or 2016. Uh-huh. I, you know, I think, yeah, I went on my first tour with, um, like in a, a stars team. Um, so uh-huh. it's like an academy kind of club yeah. and I went to Australia and wow. we, pl- we played two weeks out there in this tournament called central coast sevens. And it was in- insane. Like we got wow. to play against like Charlotte Catholic and Australia and the Fiji like national team and the wow. second side for New Zealand. And I just was like starstruck. <laughs> There's yeah. like a photo of us lined up to go out onto the field against the New Zealand second side, their developmental oh team. And yeah. both me and this, uh, one of the girls from New Zealand, were just at the front and I have this look next to her where I'm like, wow, where am I right now? Yeah. Um, but yeah. So after going there and playing and just getting that experience to play up a little bit, uh-huh. I was like, I, I think I want to try this and just play, put myself into positions to be uncomfortable and challenge myself to grow a little bit. Cause yeah, you know, I learned everything I know about the game through the Morgans and playing D2 rugby. Um, mm-hmm. But I just wanted, I was comfortable there. And yeah. I wanted to push myself to be a little more uncomfortable and grow a little bit. So that was what kind of drove me to then ch- play in the WPL. Mm-hmm. Um, and that summer leading up to it, I also uh, had started playing competitive sevens with the Chicago Lions. So yeah. that was also my first kind of taste of it. So yeah. I think a combination of like, playing that competitive seven season with the lions. And then this international experience was like, okay, you're not completely out of your element. You'll be okay. Like give it a shot. Yeah. But this is a good opportunity. Like I think, um, yeah, playing D2 rugby, if you're athletic can be, you can be really successful, I think, but you're right that it isn't always the most challenging environment. It's much more social and it can be, it can be competitive, but it, when you, I think, I just love the sentiment about wanting to make yourself uncomfortable, uncomfortable so that you can grow. I think that's really necessary in life. And when you can take it and put it, like find a specific way to live that way in, within your life and in, in details of your life, then you can, it just, it just, it comes back out. You know, you like go inside and you do all this work in rugby and it comes back out. But knowing that the environment exists you know, knowing that you could yeah. be successful if you push yourself more and like seeing, I just, it's such a real feeling. It is. And like, I know everyone can, you know, you hear those comparisons of how like rugby is life, like life. And it's so true because it's like, you do have to push yourself to grow and challenge yourself, but like you are surrounded by so many supportive people and humans that mm-hmm. like want to see you succeed and are there to help you be successful. And mm-hmm. that's just, you know, like your, your friends in life and your family and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So how was it when you got to the, the was it with the lion? No, it was with the stars team, which is like, yeah. A, so the lion was, yeah. So it was like, kind of like um, the head of the stars program. She kind of like uh, recruits talent and, she'll like reach out to people that she think might be interested. So that's mm-hmm. how that happened. But with the lions, yeah, that was that summer leading up to it. Um, it was just so different. Like, cause I had played sevens before, but very socially. So you, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure, you know, like social sevens is very much like 15s. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was definitely a learning curve. My first competitive seven summer with the lions, yeah. um, yep. I had to learn like, okay, <laughs> you don't just run it into contact or like yep. try and one off you know, to somebody, but, um, yep. Yeah. It was definitely a learning curve for me. Yeah. And you felt like you catch up, you caught up well enough. You had good resources and like good support around you to work on your fitness because there's a different level of fitness between D2 and when you try to play competitive. There sure is Suze. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I ask myself every day why I play sevens, especially while I'm training down here in Arkansas. And I look at my teammates on the regular and I'm like, why? Why do we play sevens? <laughs> yes. And down there in the South, sweating in the humidity. It is unreal. <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah, I have to give it, just like you had to give it to the Fords that love the contact moment. I got to give it to all the ruggers that love to play sevens because 
I'll play competitive sevens and have a good time or um, social sevens and have a good time. But like you, what the kind of training that you guys are doing is out of my ability. It's out of my desire. <laughs> I think there's like some, I, I don't know like what I do to like get through it, to be honest with you. I'm like, there's this dark place you go to and <laughs> I, you get out on the end of it and you're like, it's that type two fun. We like to call it, you know, or it's like, mm. yeah, mm-hmm. this is awful. But afterwards, like, okay, well, I guess I'm a little fitter. <laughs> I'm a little fitter. I did these cool things. Like I saw my souls grow in like this really um, intense environment. Yeah. Because, and like, you're looking at the people on the line next to you and you're like, okay, we can do this. <laughs> yeah. It's like a type, type two fun's perfect. I haven't heard that one in a while, but I think you got it right on the head. <laughs> But I do miss social sevens. Like you were just Mm -hmm. saying, it is an absolute blast. And I know pitch a tent was just past weekend. And I'm like, I just, I remember going to the pitch a tent and how much fun that used to be. Yeah. fuck, I always wanted to do pitch a tent, but you know what? There's life after competitive rugby too. So you can always keep that in mind. Like you won't always be able to play at this high level. I don't know when it's going to be, but eventually you won't. And then you can just choose to play social. It's always going to be there for you. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah. What did you um what did you find as far as obstacles in trying to play higher level rugby? So the biggest obstacle honestly was how much commitment and like dedication I had to my D2 club that mm-hmm. I felt guilty leaving. Mm-hmm. Um and I didn't want like them to like lack any, anything from me leaving. Like I wanted the team to still be successful and to still have that like guidance and still know that like I love and support and want nothing but success for that club, but I can't be the one to like be a part of it right now. Um, and I, like I said, I just, I felt guilty. Yeah. So getting myself to like, I think I, I wouldn't take away any of the time that I spent playing D2 rugby, mm-hmm. but I, looking back now, you know, I'm, I'm 28 and I wish I had left a little sooner so that I could have been playing in this environment at a younger age. Mm-hmm. So I could have seen what more I could have done. Um, yeah. But that being said, like I wouldn't take away anything from it. So yeah, just that getting over that and being like, okay, the success of one club doesn't ride on the shoulders of one person. And so then I, you know, eventually left and started playing in the WPL. And then the same thing kind of happened to me too, when I had been playing um, competitive sevens with the lions. And then I made the decision to do a residency at the Academy ARPTC. Mm -hmm. Um, And I kind of felt that same way. Like these coaches have, you know, built me up and like made me the player that I am today I feel guilty leaving yeah. and not wanting to be that, or, you know, like not being able to be that player for them this sure. season. Sure. Um, but I'm so sure on the of- flip side of that, like they were very supportive of you leaving and growing. Like they, they understood why you were going, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, for the most part, mm-hmm. I think there's like that initial, like, oh, this sucks. Shock. Uh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's a little bit of pushback there, I think, on both sides of things. But, yeah. you know, since then, I've gotten nothing but support from both all of my clubs that I've ever played for and as I've continued to like find success with rugby it's really cool to hear from them and like yeah know that I have that support it's your ground it's like grounding and it's your foundation you know when you can when you can still find yourself when you still find yourself connected to those those d2 those like backwoods home homegrown or just regular community teams that you have come from. I, I love still having that connection with those people. Absolutely, And I think mm-hmm. it was like, I can't remember the name, so I don't want to like mess it up. But of one of the individuals you had on your podcast, who's speaking about D2 rugby. I think it was D2 rugby. And yeah. they were talking about how someone had forgotten the jerseys and like they ran to the field or their yeah. sister had brought them to the game. They all running. And I was like, that story had resonated with me so uh-huh. much. Cause I was like, you just, those are your roots, you know, like having Absolutely. to make sure you've got a field to play on. And, and like playing in t-shirts because you forgot the jerseys. Exactly. <laughs> so it's like, means. yeah, you get, you get character from those and those moments and those experiences. And yes. yeah, but it is so grounding. And mm-hmm. I've been able to go back to those clubs that I've played for and run around at a training and it just, it feels like home again. And it's so nice to good. have their support and those memories. Yeah. Good. 
good it's good to have had that experience and then it, of course it's it's going to be hard to leave anything especially yeah. when you care so much for your team and you're as passionate and connected to rugby clubs as we end up being you know like you've it their family those are your sisters it really is so that like level of like wanting to see them succeed without you is just like something to navigate and then mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. like on the other side of it is like I had mentioned with like being uncomfortable is like this level of self-doubt that I think was also an obstacle for me so when I would get myself into these environments like playing in the WPL or playing on the Lions or going to ARPTC mm-hmm. I just was like am I good enough to be here like can yeah. I hang? like can I can I compete with these girls like sure. you know you know so there's that but I but you never was, you never can know you can never answer no. that question until you try yeah and exactly. until you like until you get sat down because you're not strong enough because you didn't train well enough and you just get back after it and and pursue it so much harder because of that and that's like I think the whole point of it is like you're choosing to be uncomfortable like Mm -hmm. that's part of it you have to get sat down like you said and like okay now what are you going to do about it like how are you going to build from this moment so that the next time you come against the situation or this experience like you are more successful and you can compete yeah ah that's a beautiful point like that's just Mm -hmm. such a bright like a bright moment yeah yeah wow that really is I love it what about um what are some other opportunities well I guess ARPTC was the big a big opportunity point that came from you making that that step into the Lions and into um North Shore right yeah yeah so Mm -hmm. um my first summer with the Lions um Jeremy Nash our coach brought us down to ARPTC to do a little clinic Mm -hmm. so we like on Saturday did a clinic with Jules McCoy and her team and her program down here and then on Sunday we did some scrimmages and that was where I was kind of first introduced to the academy yeah Um, and then so I just kind of knew about them and then the summer of 2018 I was like just had finished grad school I was only in my you know, first career job um, for a little bit. So I couldn't give up my whole summer to go. Yeah. So I challenged myself to do a part-time residency. So I came down here to Little Rock for two weeks and my job had given me the leave. So I was able to just fully immerse myself in a full-time training environment. Wow. And I loved it. I was like, no matter when I left there, I was like, no matter what it takes next summer, I will be here as a full-time resident. Wow. And I just made that my goal for the, like the rest of 2018 and the start of 2019. I was like, you will be ready to be a resident and you will like leave this job and you will just go. And I, it was I'm just scary. over there manifesting, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Which like another thing is just like, it's so unlike me. Like all of this is so unlike me. Like I am mm-hmm. a homebody. Like I love being by my family. And mm-hmm. I was like, no, you're going to go spend three months in Arkansas and you're going to train full-time rugby in this environment that could potentially be uncomfortable. Um, and you might totally fail, but it's going to be good for you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can imagine that it's such a different life that you're living by training full-time and being, it, being around your teammates constantly and having structured practices and lifts and everything like that would could be hard to adjust from coming off of like career and yeah where rugby is more so just like a part of your life whereas like when you're down here rugby is your life yes yes Yeah. yeah um but no it was the best decision I've ever made in my life. Um, it is the, the environment that they have created down here is mm-hmm. incredibly supportive and they challenge you to fail and want you to fail because it's supportive and it means you're growing. Um, so, you know, you're never hearing down here that if you drop X amount of passes, you're on the line running sprints because yeah. you tried that 10 meter pass on the run. Uh, you know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. I, grew so much as a player and as a person here in that yeah. summer of 2019 mm-hmm. and I came home a different person and a player and I've I've just keep, kept coming back and the opportunities that have unfolded for me because I've you know challenged myself to go do this residency has been incredible yeah I gosh that's so great I I really like to hear about how you're pushed to fail and I just like immediately went to the point where like when we decide to make workout programs for ourselves, you don't know 
you don't know your one rep max until you fail, right? right? Or when you you brought up the point of trying to pass 10 meters and missing it, well, maybe you can pass eight, right? Yeah. Maybe you don't get all the way there. And then throughout your residency, or you take specific steps to work on your skills. And the next time you try 10, you can get it or you can get 12, you know, like you need to know where that breaking point is. So you can find how to grow through it. That's such a good analogy. But yeah, like that, that is it. Like, that's exactly it. And I think that, you know, you don't necessarily always see that in a club environment because mm. you don't, you only have two practices a week essentially to get ready to perform. Sure. Whereas here we're playing two times a day, every day. Yeah. So we have the time to develop the players and it's not necessarily about performance. Yeah. And it's also just so great because like everybody's here for the same reason mm-hmm. to develop. Mm-hmm. So you're surrounded by 12 to 24 other players who are like-minded and that like want to support you. So like when you do go into the gym and you're doing your pull-up testing and you have like eight girls behind you, like cheering for you to hit that like seventh pull-up or, you know, like you're putting out adding weight to the, you know, bench press and everyone's like, yeah, come on. You know what I mean? So it's like Uh in every aspect you're supported and Mm -hmm. um, you have like a mental skills coach down here, which is something I've never gotten to experience in rugby before. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that has been like life-changing just to like understand the mental side of the game too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause there's a whole part of either, either game. I mean, I think it's just sports psychology in general, but specifically for rugby, like since we're constantly having to pick ourselves back up and we're going to be making mistakes as we play, but we have to be able to rebound from them really quickly and keep our heads in the game. Um, I think sports, I never had any sports psychology work um, until I got to Glendale and that was really mind opening too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's so nice that you had that as a resource through Glendale. Yeah. For sure. It was a good, it was a good setup for a little while while it lasted, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> RIP to yeah. teams, but there, there were definitely a lot of nice perks there. And um, I think uh, we would have our sports psychology sessions together as a team. And a lot of them would be, they would be like open forum kind of interactive. It wasn't just like getting lectured to there. Obviously the parts, parts of it that were that way, but us all kind of, I think learning each other's thought processes through going through these exercises together deepened our understanding of ourselves as players, each other that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's, I mean, it's just such a huge part of the game that I think that by not including some sort of like psychology or mental skills to a program or a team, you're just, you're kind of leaving that potential, you know, on the, on the table. And it's like, you could, really capitalize on a lot of players like for me I am I get so in my head sometimes and yeah like I've been in, in a sevens game you don't have time to be in your head Not you know at all. so you have seven seven minutes to perform and if you get in your head and you stay there for more than you know a minute you've just taken yourself out of so much of the game so right. it's just it's nice to have that resource and I think it's changed the way I play a lot and the way I connect with my teammates and mm-hmm. even just people outside of rugby too Mm-hmm. the way you move on the field and the way you move in the world absolutely yeah yeah did you guys have you guys done visual visualization stuff yeah so we've had in my I've done this is my fourth residency here so in wow. one of the four I have mm-hmm. had a different mental skills coach and she is actually uh was an international mental skills coach coaching us from Germany and she did a lot of visualization with us which was so so cool um Mm. I hadn't gotten to experience that so I gave that a shot in the fall and just tried that out and saw a little bit of you know growth there which was cool nice nice was there anything else uh anything else specific in that like mental skills sessions that stand out to you for your growth um so we do something down here called like acknowledgements and mm-hmm. it's all just about like acknowledging what works and what didn't work so that you can kind of move forward mm-hmm. and it takes the judgment out of what's happening. So mm-hmm. like I knocked that ball on, you know, and then right. we all just acknowledge, like we clap for each other and it's like, cool, I can move on from that. And I think that's something that I've kind of taken with me as I've left here. And like, I have teammates here that, we'll go back to our home clubs and 
we'll have a game and be like, man, I was really in my head after that. And we'll just be like, hey, do you want to like chat on the phone real quick? We'll rock out some acknowledgements so we can move forward. Yeah. And it's like, that's really cool. Like to have those connections around the world and yeah. just to like have that as a resource for each other. And yeah. it's, it's a tool that works for us. So it's like, why not use it? Not even when we're not at the academy. Yeah, that's brilliant. I mean, I th- there's something about it, about um, speaking out loud like saying it out aloud that helps you like let go or move through it or see it more objectively or and and or any of the all of those things um exactly mm -hmm, that can help you adjust and recognize maybe recognize before you do it again or you know yeah or like missing a tackle is a part of the game (laughs) and you don't have to like put so much weight on the fact that you missed one tackle and yes. then take yourself out of an entire rest of a game because you missed that tackle. Like right. it happens and it, your teammates are there. They got your back. Okay. Let's clear that off the table. And now we move forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's brilliant. That's yeah. brilliant. Very, very, very important thing to do. I think for sure. Yeah. What was it like? You mentioned that you were a homebody. And that you yeah. just like to be near family. So like, what was it actually like to be away for that long? Oh, uh, it was, it was definitely an adjustment. Um, so the summer of 2019, I spent the three months down here and that was the longest I'd ever not seen my mom or my sister in my whole life. Yeah. And it was only three months, you know? So it's yeah. like crazy to be like, wow. <laughs> um, what, what was that? Um, but I had, a really incredible roommate my first year and she just like helped me like grow into a different per- like uh, like the best possible version of myself and I just was like growing in so many different ways that I almost like didn't even realize I was away from home because I had so many supportive teammates and friends that turned to family and I was playing this game that I loved and like all the time you know so I just yeah. felt so lucky but yeah my my friends and my family sent me care packages all the time and oh so cute we, you know <laughs> it's so silly because it's like I was what 26 at the time and I'm like that's crazy I was that late in life getting this is the longest you've been away from your family but um yeah and then by the end of it I was like that wasn't so bad like I can do that more often and yeah. last year I spent six months down here and at the end of this residency I'm moving to England so it's like wow crazy to see how much I've changed and like I've just been like no you can go explore the world you have your home like yeah and they're still there and yeah I don't know yeah they're still there they still support you from far away you can still stay connected even though you're not in the same physical space yeah and it's I have the best family in the world and they have (laughs) never missed a sevens nationals since I started playing and literally uh we we played a tournament in Michigan a couple weeks ago and my sister drove up and surprised me and surprised me the morning of the tournament at my hotel room door at 7 a.m and so like yeah I obviously cried like a baby and was like oh my gosh Uh (laughs) yeah so it was just like I you know they have always found ways to keep me connected to and I'm just very lucky lovely that is so lovely and so perfect (laughs) it's so perfect and also that you just got to expand your your support network and your friends and your family because we get like your chosen family through rugby through being at ARPTC camp and now it's like your home away from home right oh my gosh yeah it's like little rock I never thought I would be so happy to pull into like little rock Arkansas (laughs) 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 this is my grocery store and this is my gym and this is where the trainer is and this is where I get PT look at all yeah right (laughs) there's like a little bakery across the street which I'm actually looking at right now and like they know me by first name there and like I go every Sunday morning it's like I don't even have that in Chicago (laughs) that's that's southern that's some hospitality there Mm -hmm. (laughs) absolutely it's exciting that you're going to be going to England as well and I know like this ARPT experience has led you to do some more touring internationally and going to play. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Where have you been? So um, I said like, so my first tour was to Australia and I played in Central Coast Sevens, but that was not with ARPTC. That was with Stars. Um, Right. And then the most recent one I did was in 2019 and I went to Barbados um, and that was insane. Like, such a great team they 
had selected 12 of us to go and we had four of those 12 were actually USA girls on the circuit. So just wow. to have those, that experience on the team and to like mm. learn from them and play alongside them. Get uncomfortable amazing. again, right? You're like another yeah. level. Wow. Yeah. And then yeah. Um, I got selected to play in Amsterdam with ARPTC and because mm. COVID hit, they ended up canceling that tour. So I unfortunately didn't get to go on that one. Um, <sighs> But they are bringing a squad back to Barbados this year. So fingers crossed I can get selected for that one again. Yeah. Um, we're going to put that yeah. one. You're going to get selected just like how you manifested. manifested. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to do it. You're going to do okay. it back in Barbados. That one's like over the winter, like late fall yeah. too, isn't it? Oh, good time to yeah, get off. Yeah, it's like that first continent. week of December, which is so nice because you're just on a beach and <sighs> – Chilling in Barbados while playing rugby and playing with rugby. really cool people. <laughs> yes, that's uh, that's paradise, dude. That sounds it like is. paradise. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You've done some more things down there at ARPTC too, right? Didn't have you? You've done a bit of coaching. Yeah. So, like I said last year, because of COVID, they had the su- the summer residency, and then they ended up because rugby wasn't really happening. They had a fall residency too. So, I spent six months down here last year playing full-time and it was during my fall residency Jules the head like the director Mm -hmm. um, and then the head coach Rish at the time had kind of started to gauge my interest in coaching and I was like yeah I mean I'm interested in it but like also very much like not ready to give up playing Um, right because I just I feel like right now I'm playing at the top of like my game and I've put in the time. So I don't really want to give that up just yet. Of course. Um, but they were like, nope, like this you is not something to. you have. Yeah. They're like, absolutely not. Like it's not something we're ever going to ask you to give up, but you know, we want you to be able to do both. So um, I got my first taste of it last. Well, I guess it would be January of this year. Um, mm-hmm. I ran a, a high school camp and then we did another camp in March. And then I got to coach uh, my first team in the end of March in tropical sevens in Florida. So it was a high school residency program. Sure. So like through ARPTC, we have like the women's program, like the adult residents, and then mm-hmm. we have the high school program. Mm-hmm. Let's see. What was your coaching experience? Like, how did you? Oh my gosh. I was so nervous. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. I was like our first camp in January, actually Allie and I had coached it and mm-hmm. um, Rish was supposed to be there, but he had to get some things sorted in New York and like couldn't come. And yeah. we had to run this high school residency at camp by ourselves. And, wow. you know, it's not like high schoolers who don't know how to play that uh-huh. they're just showing up on, you know, to this camp to learn about rugby. Like these are no. girls who can play right? and they're, they're good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was like, I need to give them a camp experience that they, you know, feel like is useful and that they got something out of it, but it was so fun. And I had an absolute blast doing it. And it's so fun to learn like about the girls and like their connections and yeah. And just see them like take one little point that you might've noticed in the way they pass or the way they do something and Mm -hmm. change it and then see them be successful. I was like, those like little moments and you're like, wow, that's awesome. And you also see the game from a completely different lens, like yeah, stepping back and being like, okay, I can see what is working, what's not working. How can we fix this? And yep. yeah, I think I've started to apply that to how I play and cool. I appreciate my coaches so much more <laughs> because I'm like writing a practice plan and executing said practice plan is there's, there's an art there. And um, yeah, but it, it's been so interesting and like like my playing experience I have had so much support as my coaching experience and they have wanted me to have the resources and everything I need to succeed so it's yeah yeah I feel like I feel like that environment is the perfect one because you're surrounded by coaches too who are passionate about coaching and have a lot of experience doing it so they can be your sounding board they can be the person you bounce things off of or give you constructive criticism too oh yeah and like Mm -hmm. we joke all the time though because we're like you've been I've been spoiled though now because my first coaching experience was high level high school (laughs) athletes full resources (laughs) fields numbers um everything you know handed Mm -hmm. to me so I'm like ah 
<laughs> You've been spoiled, but you never forget that D2 team and how hard it was to feel the side, you know? like Exactly. You never forget, like, all the grit it takes to pull off that those D2 clubs is it takes a lot. So, like, oh, good on you. I mean, this that environment, I'm sure, has led you to grow quick more quickly and more successfully like maybe more efficiently within coaching and you just like made so many first of all yes coaching is an art form it takes so much um plan like good planning and then it takes so much flexibility like there's a there's a creative process in there absolutely and then I also wanted to um tease you because you were like I was so nervous and I was like I wanted to say Lauren is that your go-to you get nervous (laughs) absolutely Suze I do (laughs) I don't know if we rewound this back when I said I get in my head a lot um (laughs) that might be a thing for me (laughs) yeah you keep getting you keep coming back out of it though so and that's I think that's a really beautiful and important part about it yeah I like to say I get nervous because I care (laughs) yeah I get that. Absolutely. I mean, it's hard to, especially when you're coaching too, but like, it's hard to be able to see all the possibilities and think maybe it'll work. Cause you're like, yeah. there's, there's so many ways that it wouldn't. So. Yeah. Um, and you know, I did get so spoiled with my first, like, you know, go at high school coaching. And then I have been spending this summer working on like building up an inner city rugby program here in Little in, Rock. In Little Rock. Yeah. Um, wow. Which has been so eye-opening and I think I've gotten the other side of that like I'm starting to be challenged a bit more because Mm -hmm. I'm coaching it but I'm also trying to build it up and Mm -hmm. again fully supported I have the resources because of the academy which is Mm -hmm. so nice Um, Mm -hmm. but I've gotten to have some really amazing conversations with programs that have already established inner city programs like Mm -hmm. the Memphis program Mm -hmm. and some people in Chicago as well as like Iowa And I've spent like hours on the phone with them, like learning about how they started their programs and what worked, what didn't work and just trying to find the right way to go about it. Because I do want to recognize my own privilege in setting, you know, the Chicago girl comes into Little Rock and is just going to start a program like that. That's not ideal. Mm -hmm. And so I want to make sure that we involve the right people along the way and, you know, give the voice to those people because this is their program, not mine. And I just, you know, so it's been a lot of like finessing and making sure I'm going about it in the right way. Sure. And then on the other side, then when the players do show up, making sure I'm being a good coach for them and Mm -hmm. a supportive coach. And yeah, so it's just been a really eye opening and like incredible experience this summer. Yeah, it sounds like it. It sounds like you're doing the good work, too. And I, I just really appreciate that you've come into it saying like this is for them you know it's not about me it's about giving them the making the space for them and giving them the skills so that they can have this the way that they want it yeah exactly and you just have to like recognize that like there are barriers and like absolutely have to meet them where they're at and like be able to like you know maybe their the transportation is a barrier so then okay we come to you you Mm -hmm. know what I mean so it's Mm -hmm. like you just have to like really step back and identify those before you just kind of be like, Hey, yeah, we're going to throw together this program. Hope you come. Yeah. And expect you all to do all these things that we normally do on this other club, you know? Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. It's like build it for your own. There's a little bit of, there's just like some, uh, some proper democracy and building a rugby club. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, so has, is this a youth program or is this a women's club or what? <clears throat> so initially it's been programmed to be for high schoolers, uh, high okay. school girls um, in inner city Little Rock. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's challenging because from my conversations with some other programs, the best way to go about it is through the schools and yeah. like speaking directly to like the principals or the athletic directors and being like, Hey, this is rugby. Like we want to bring it to your school and then can kind of go that way. But I'm here in the summer. So yeah. school's out. Yeah. Um, so getting numbers and reaching like the target population has not been easy. Mm-hmm. So um, I've been going to the boys and girls clubs around little rock and yeah. I've kind of expanded my age group then because yeah. I'm like, I'm not going to turn away the six year old who wants to spend her 30 minutes in the gym with me. You know what I mean? Like, For actually, sure. yeah, we're going to give you a rugby ball and you're going to come run around with us. So right. um, we spent some weeks this summer doing that with the boys and girls clubs and, we promoted our 
like rugby one-on-one sessions we were going to have. Um, but some of the, the, we've had two sessions thus far and mm-hmm. um, that's been for high school girls. Right. Right. Good. That's yeah. good. Um, how are they taking to it? Oh, they have really liked it. And um, when I say they, I mean two of them because only <laughs> two have shown up. Um, my first Whatever, week you I- have to start somewhere. <laughs> my first week I had one. And so we definitely capitalized by 100% when we had two last week. <laughs> she brought um, a friend? Uh, nope. Oh, nope, no. just another girl. Um, Good. But it has... It, like you said, with like the flexibility, like I went into my first session and like I said, really awesome resources here. The mm-hmm. Academy director rents it out this huge, beautiful, like football stadium for me to use for these sessions and wow. like beautiful turf, like really cool experience for the kids. Right. Yeah, and yeah. so I spent all week like writing out this practice plan where I was like, okay, how about this? We do this for five minutes. We do this for seven minutes. Then we'll transition to here. We'll get water. Then it'll be all these really fun games. And I got there like 45 minutes early. I set up the whole stadium with cones and like at every drill set up to the T I got water for the girls. We were ready Mm -hmm. to go. And one kid showed up and (laughs) like my teammates were there um, because they were being supportive and you know, they were going to help me when I expected all these kids to go. Yeah. And I felt like, you know, this kid who just got stood up at prom because <laughs> oh. I'm just staying there like, well, and then finally one girl came and I was like, well, one girl came. So we're going to run this session. Oh, good. <laughs> and it was good. awesome. And she came back. So that is also a win to celebrate. That's um, a huge win because she could have just not. Yeah. And she came yeah. back. And then this week we had two. And hopefully on Wednesday this week, we might we're even have three. three. Or if you know what, both of them come back, then that'll be great too. too. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. If they want to come back and that they get something out of it, I think it's hard. Like, it's uh, of course you're gonna get excited and say like, oh, all these all these kids are gonna show up. I'm gonna dedicate all this time. And there's part of you that could be rightfully disappointed, but like I honestly feel like when we can adjust our thinking to say like, if I reach one person today. It's yeah. like what, like what, literally it's enough because that person's life is going to be better or they're going to have a good time or maybe they won't and they'll leave, but they had a new experience. Like exactly. there's something valuable just in, it's enough, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think there was this moment, like the one girl who came on my first session and came back the second, she, her grandma brought her the first session her mom brought her the second. And I was speaking to her mom afterwards and she's like, she plans her entire week now around these rugby sessions and she told me you know at the beginning of the session I was like if you want to bring your friends you know like it's okay like bring whoever you want um we'll teach them rugby and we'll have some fun with it and she's like I don't have any friends and I was like okay well now you have six more because we're all here and you're gonna have this every Wednesday so it was just like in some capacity this helped her or changed something for her and like that in itself is enough for me I don't I don't care if she can pass the ball, (laughs) but she has something now that she can look forward to. And And we all need that. That's so, it's so amazing. It's so amazing that her mom shared with you that way. Yeah. They're supporting her as well. So. Exactly. So look for her in the next Olympics because she's doing a lot of one-on-one time. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, she can't hate on that. Like most of us end up (laughs) trying to swim during a game, not knowing what's going on. So. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I love that. It's wow. Wow, what a what a heartwarming what a heartwarming experience. Um when you really reach somebody, when you really yeah. reach them and and come to understand a little bit more about where they're coming from and know that they appreciate what you're doing for them. It's everything. Yeah, and I think like rugby is just a great like like vector to get that sense of community through and um yeah. Like I said, we had been going to the boys and girls clubs and, you know, for a lot of those like kids, like them coming out to the stadium, this beautiful stadium we rented would Mm -hmm. be so like great, but transportation is a serious barrier. And like, it is, we can't can't change that right now. And like, you know, planning forward, maybe we can, Um, Mm -hmm. but like those kids are loving it too. And like, we, 
left them with a couple of rugby balls to practice with while we're gone and not at the session. And like, you know, going back and seeing them still have those rugby balls and playing with it and telling us how they played with it. It's just cool, you know, cause mm-hmm. like maybe two weeks ago, they would have never seen a rugby ball before. Sure. Um, and maybe like in a year or something, they'll be in a situation where it's more accessible to them and they'll say like, sure. I want to do this. Or yeah. even if they never do again, it could just be an experience that impacts them in a real way going forward in their life. Like, I just had this influence of rugby, like at the boys and girls club when I was a kid. And yeah, I just and like, mm-hmm. hopefully we, you know, take this too and use this to build our program with that in mind. And that's kind mm-hmm. of like all I want to get from that too, is just like, you know, okay, we're recognizing that like, yeah, we have this great stadium, but like, if we can't, the kids can't get there, then we need to change it for the next time we run these sessions so that, yeah. It does meet them where they need to be because, like, it's going to end up being know. like an old school sports sports movie where the coach has a 50, like Mighty Ducks has, <laughs> has a fifteen passenger van and just goes up and picks everybody up, right? I'm not kidding. We have a fifteen passenger <laughs> van here, and I have asked the director, "Can I go get them?" <laughs> She's like, "Well, no, because of liability and insurance." But yeah, you're like, maybe we can get to that. Point get that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, so you're not far off there. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad we went. We both went to that place. <laughs> like, y'all need to go to the grocery store on the way home. We can make a stop too. You exactly. Know? Mm-hmm. And so something about coaching where you just begin to take up a bigger space in kids' lives too when they take to you and you can be like that mentor. And, and of course we get that in friendship a lot, but um, when you're a young person and you start to – meet people who aren't your parents that also have values or interests that are similar to yours I think it can make just such a huge important impact on a young person's life oh for sure I mean you think about like when you're growing up and like those people that were that for you and Mm -hmm. it's like now you're in this unique spot where you could be that person for like Mm -hmm. 15 other kids and it's like you know be that person be the person you wanted to be or you needed when you were younger heck yeah I love it. What a what a big what a big hearted conversation we're having over here. It's uh, Leo season. Yeah, it we're is Leo it. season. Couple of Leos talking about also our big Leo season. Yes, absolutely. This has been amazing. I've absolutely enjoyed all of this. Thank oh, you. You're, yeah. you're so fun to talk to. Thank you. You too. Thank you. Yeah, for sure. So you have to close us out with this, like glory slash funny moment okay um so as i mentioned i got selected to play on the 2019 barbados tour with arptc Mm. and we go to the tour you're there a few days early and uh, you have a one-on-one with your coach and my coach at the time josie zaluka was like what are your strengths with rugby and you know i i started to name them and then i started to allude to the fact that you know I am a little bit smaller, but like, I like to be part of the big girls club. Mm-hmm. And she, she looked at me and she laughed and she said, mm-hmm. well, you're not like a big bear, but you're like a little bear, you know, like you might not have those big breaks on the field where you can take out multiple girls, but like you could probably get past one or two. So, mm-hmm. and I, and my face just dropped because in my mind, I was like, no, <laughs> I am a big bear. <laughs> <laughs> and she takes out her notebook and she writes down little bear. And (laughs) I, I felt my heart just drop and I was like, wow. And then they teased me about it. The whole, whole tour, like everything was little bear, little bear, little bear. Uh And I still have teammates here who were on that tour that call me little bear. (laughs) And it just, you know, was a a really funny point for the whole whole tour. And Mm -hmm. we make it to the final, which that in itself was incredible because we had lost one of our games of pool play and ended up against them in the final. And yeah, it's worth playing at the Kensington Oval in Barbados, which was just an amazing experience. And I was like super fortunate to like captain that team with alongside Steph Rivetti. And I just was like, wow, what is life right now? But mm-hmm. um, starstruck again. The, exactly. We make it to the final and we, I, I go in, I, I didn't start the game, but I go in at halftime and I was like, I need to, I need to make a difference in this game. Like I need to, contribute mm-hmm. and I need to help my teammates and yeah. I go in and I score straight away off the bat and the, the coaches send the people running water out a note and they're like tell Lauren she's a big bear oh. 
I'm like, obviously you can see like on the camera, I just like light up because I'm like, yeah, that's what I thought. That's <laughs> not <what> a bear. <laughs> but yeah, just like all the water girls are like, Lauren, you're a big bear. <laughs> I was oh. just laughing. But we end up like winning the, the, the tournament and oh. that was just incredible. And so it is like a funny moment and a glory moment because, you know, being able to play in that tournament and then win on top of it was yeah. such a cool rugby experience. And I'll never forget that. Oh, I love it. I love it. You got to go there, have that experience. You got to show them like, I'm a big bear. You want, <laughs> don't, don't discount me. You know, don't put me, yeah. don't put me, don't put me in the corner. You don't know. Let me show you. <laughs> yeah. I like to just say I have big bear energy, like in my heart, maybe it's not on the outside, but <laughs> <laughs> But your it's heart, all talk. The, the heart's the heart's what drives you anyway. You know, yeah. we can can only believe we can only do what we believe we can do. So you believe you're a big bear. You're a big bear, buddy. <laughs> Thank you, Suze. You're Coming welcome. From you, that means a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a big bear too. I get it. <laughs> oh man! Thank you so much for doing this with me. I absolutely. Uh, I'm so grateful to have you here. So grateful. Yeah, this was so much fun. And like I said. I was nervous, but I am no longer nervous, and I'm really glad we did this. <laughs> I told you. We just get rolling. We just get rolling, and then it'll be, like, just chatting away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you again for starting this and for bringing on so many interesting and incredible humans, too. Yeah, absolutely. You're welcome, and also thank you for giving me some of them to talk to. Of course. Yeah, with a, with some support, you know? <laughs> This is what yeah, it's about. It takes a village. It takes a village. It sure does. We got it. Super, a bunch of rugby players. <laughs> Thanks again. And it was really nice talking to you. Yeah, you too. Bye. All right. Bye. Click subscribe to get new episode notifications the day they drop and never miss a show. Email me if you want to share your stories at suz at withyoupodcasts.co. That's S-U-S at withyoupodcasts.co. My love to you all and thanks for stopping by.